Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Happy New Year as we begin this year celebrating our Lord on this first Sunday of this first year. Uh, we thank God for blessing us to able to turn our calendar year and one more opportunity to bless his holy name and to worship him. Welcome to join us this morning as we look to worship our God and celebrate him on uh, today. We thank God that he is faithful. His mercy is, and his grace and his love endures uh, forever. Uh, we want to open up our Bibles to Ephesians as we prepare to look into celebrating this new year and look forward to turning some new pages and trying new things uh, in our life. Let us look to our God uh, to give us strength in a time of prayer as we sit to worship him right now. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, thank you for waking us up this morning, blessing us to see this first Sunday, Lord, of this new year. Thank you for your grace, your mercy. Thank you for your forever being faithful, kind, and good to us. And Father, Lord, we want to forget about ourselves and concentrate on you. Minister to us through your word, through your preaching, through your teaching. So, Father, I pray let the words of my mouth be acceptable in thy sight, Almighty God. I pray that we might see Jesus and have your word hidden in our heart, that we might not sin against you. Father, we, we ask that you have your way right now as we worship you in our remote places where we are, that we feel your presence, uh, that we worship you in spirit and in truth, and you'll be pleased. In Jesus' great name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Good morning. Good morning. God bless you. Welcome to join the Zion Baptist Church on this morning. You are able to join us uh, to share this through Facebook or YouTube. Also, you can log into Zion's website, www.zionbcpeoria.com, uh, where you can see all the different ways to stay connected uh, with us there and also how you can even be able to give your offering online. We also have an app you can download as well uh, from the website or go to your Google Play or Android store and click on Church On and you search uh, for Zion Baptist Church in Peoria, Illinois. We'll be grateful for you to stay connected uh, with us uh, as we worship uh, through this beautiful stream of media and online. If we get prepared to give God worship and honor him today here in our area, uh, we're dealing with winter as we know winter to deal with snow and an ice and and I want to share as I was shoveling preparing my way coming uh, here and I noticed a tree we have in our yard that was bent over uh, from the weight of the snow and the ice upon it and I was looking at that I was thinking about how this tree was never in this form or in this shape uh, in the year uh, because it was never having that much snow or that much ice upon it that it bent it over but what I was noticing that how as heavy as the ice and snow were on its branches and its limbs, it was still able to stand and be bent, but not broken. And so I was just thinking about God on my way down here, just like how God prepares us and strengthens us that we don't know what is coming, but he's already put within us the ability to withstand the things that will come against us. And so this tree. This tree did not know that it was going to have heavy snow and heavy ice, but yet it was able to withstand the problems and the issues going through. So think about how God prepares us. He deals with us. He gives us exactly what we need. That that tree 
did not know how much snow, how much ice would fall upon in the, in the next few days. But yet it had enough strength, enough dexterity, enough ability that it was able to withstand on its limbs and be here. So I'm thinking about that as we're turning over this year of 2021. I don't know what this year is going to have before us. But I do know that our God has already enabled us and strengthened us to deal with whatever will come. And as we realize what has come from 2020, we've made it through. And so I can't tell you if this is going to be better or it's going to be worse, but I do know it will be better with Jesus Christ. And so we want to talk about how we want to walk with Christ, be united with Christ and realize that he gives us strength. He gives us power. He knows what we're able to deal with. He knows what we can deal with. And so let us look about how we can look towards this new year and flipping this calendar. Uh, to many of us, it might have been a sense of relief, right, just to turn it over the calendar, no longer to, to say or write down 2020, but able to say this year is 2021. The idea of I want to make changes in this year to be better than last year, the hope of that this year can be better. Then last year, however, I also want to encourage us again. I don't know what may come in this year, but I do know our year will always be better with Jesus in our lives. So I want to encourage us to seek to be united with God, the father, by submitting our lives to the to the son of God, our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to know him by knowing this great gospel message that tells us of our weaknesses. It tells us of our frailty. It tells us of our failure and sin, but also tells us the hope of redemption, the hope of salvation, the hope of eternal life that comes from us walking in obedience and submission of the great power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, which will give us peace, which will give us joy. In the midst of trials and tribulations that we may face that may come our way, but yet we find out God has already put within us the strength, hallelujah, to, and the ability to overcome those things that may come. And so this leads us into our text today that uh, Paul is writing to the church in Asia. Uh, this Ephesus is the capital city in this area, uh, addressed as a, possibly as an encircler letter for the epistles, also known as one of the captivity epistles or his prison epistles, written from him being in prison in Rome, as accounted by for in the book of Acts. And yet Paul has joy in writing this letter, and it's based on the joy of salvation and the graces benefits of salvation we have in God the Father. Let me read to you Ephesians First chapter, verses 3 through 14 from the New Living Translation. The word of God reads this way. All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ. Even before he made the world, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do, and it gave him great pleasure. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. He is so rich in kindness and grace that he purchased our freedom with the blood of his son and forgave our sins. He has showered his kindness on us along with all wisdom and understanding. God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan. At the right time, he will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God, for he chose us in advance 
and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were the first to trust in Christ would bring praise and glory to God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The Spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised and that he has purchased us to be his own people. He did this so we would praise and glorify him. Praise God for his word. And so Ephesians first chapter verse six points out this. So we praise God for the glorious grace he has poured out on us who belong to his dear son. I want to encourage us this new year that we bless God because of his grace. Think about how we've able to change this calendar year and able to say, hey, I'm going to start things new. I'm going to renew fresh and have a new school year, a new year of work, a new year, all these things. And think about how I'm able to be here because of God's grace. We are saved by God's grace, uh, not by work, not by any merit, not that we deserve anything, but because of God's great love for us, he's blessed us with his grace, his unmerited favor that freely blesses us with benefits in our lives that on our own we would never earn, we would never receive, but because of God's abundant Amazing, great love. He freely gives us his grace. And this is the beautiful thing about grace, that it never runs out. You cannot exceed it. You cannot overdraw it. You cannot go make it go in debt. God is abundant in grace. I'm so glad about that because I think about how we're going to need abundance of grace because how messed up we are. We are truthfully honest that we are not good. We are not righteous. We are not holy, but we are made holy by the blood of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. That's God's grace. And because of his grace, we know what it means to be forgiven. We know what it means to be loved. We know what it means to be accepted. When we are rejected and when we are maligned, when we are oppressed, when we are feeling frustrated by the world pressing on us and being attacked and distracted by all the the, the, the the tricks of the enemy in this world. This is a time we should open up God's word and meditate and read his truth and understand that our God loves us. He provides for us. He protects us. He takes care of us. And may we place more faith in him than we do in the works of man here in this world. We have freedom because Jesus purchased our freedom with his blood. So we are Free from the ways of this world and the weight of this world that is only going to give us death. And Jesus says, I've come to give you life and life more abundantly. And here's another thing about how we have freedom. We have liberty because of God's grace. We know the forgiveness of sins because Christ died for our sins. It's to be forgiven. It's basically to be let go, to remove the penalty, to remove the debt. And you know, the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God's eternal life through Christ Jesus. And so the gospel shows us how our sins have caused us to fall short. The gospel shows us how we are to respond to God's grace and how we have a heart of repentance and an attitude, a mind of repentance, and that we surrender and submit now to the power of the Holy Spirit. 
And we'll talk about a little bit about that when we get to the 13th verse and the 14th verse of this first chapter of Ephesians. But right now, let's talk about, again, the blessing of his grace, the blessing of being united with Christ. Verse three says, all praise to God, all praise to God. Bless God. Worship God. Thank God. Why? For the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Think about it. We bless God because we have every spiritual blessing. God's great plan for our salvation was worked out. Even before he made the word, verse four says, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. So this great grace of God has already been in work and progress before we were even able to receive it. Even before we knew it, God was working it out because how much he loved his creation and he's prepared a way for his creation. Think about this. When God made the heavens and the earth. And he made man and he gave man free will, knowing that man would was sin and fall short. He's already provided a way for redemption and salvation for man. Even before he made the world, verse four says, God loved us and chose us in Christ to be holy and without fault in his eyes. And so we are not holy on our own, but we are made holy through Jesus Christ, through God. The providence of God to choose us before the foundations of the world, to show the wisdom and the great power of our God, that he knows us and, and, and shaped us. Uh, Psalms 139 says it this way. Uh, you made all the delicate inner parts of my body and knit me together in my mother's womb. The psalmist saying that. You knew me. You made me in my mother's womb. Ephesians is telling us that even before the foundations of the earth, God had already known that you were going to come and provide a way for you to know life, to know peace, to know comfort in the midst of the sin sick, dark world. That he's provided light. He provided hope through God, the son, Jesus Christ. And so think about how. We're celebrating uh, this the time of Christmas, right? We're celebrating the fulfillment of time that that God stepped into time by the Son of God becoming flesh, being born of the Virgin Mary, and then the fulfillment of time of Christ dying on the cross for our sins. And so this is what we see: how God knitted us together and made us to be His workmanship, and made us to be lovely in His eyesight. Because God already knew. Look at verse 5 of Ephesians says that God decided in advance to adopt us into his own family by bringing us to himself through Jesus Christ. This is what he wanted to do. And it gave him great pleasure. So think about how God formed us. He knew us. He made us. And he wants to adopt us. He wants to welcome us into uh, his family. God's love for us is shown in his plan for adoption, that his plan to accept us. And here's the beautiful thing, that God accepts us with all of our backgrounds, with all of our baggages, with all of our issues, with all of our problems. Uh, sometimes we have some people that we get into relationships with and we don't know all the things they're going to bring in with us. Uh, we don't understand that they got bad credit. 
now you got bad credit now that you're in a relationship with them. You didn't know that they had some issues in their family. Now you have issues in your family because you have a relationship with them. Here's the beautiful thing about God, that God already knows about all those issues, and it does not stop him from saying, I still want to have a relationship with you. Because here's the beautiful thing, what God can do, what we can't do. God can change us. We can't change other people. And so God brings us in and he knows he can change us. He can shape us. He can transform us when we submit and we surrender to the power of the Holy Spirit. We want to get to that about the power of this Holy Spirit. But yet here it is. Get God in advance decided. I want to adopt you, basically giving you every right and privilege to be a part of the family. And so we ought to give God the glory. We ought to bless his holy name, not only for his grace, but because of his wisdom and his knowledge and for him accepting us as we are. We are dealing with hard times in this world that we don't accept people as they are. We always want to make them to be to somebody else. That here's the situation that the Bible calls us and formed us and shaped us that this is who God calls to be. We need to not make standards by man, but look what the Bible has called us to be. The Bible teaches us the principles of what God wants us to be and how we ought to live. And the Bible teaches how we ought to love one another and care for one another. We can apply these principles at the very minimum level. Imagine how it would be a lot easier to have a neighbor living next to you, how much easier it will be to have people Working with you when you will treat them with respect and see them as the images of God, as God made them in Genesis 1, 27, said God said, let us make man after our own image and know that we are part of a family, that we God desires for each and every one of us to know him and, and be able to be a part of his family. That Christ died for all. That none were excluded. And so we understand this truth and believe this truth. And shouldn't we change how we ought to receive one another and talk to one another, care for one another? That we shouldn't have some preference on how to treat somebody based on the color of their skin or the clothes they wear or the music they listen to or their voting preference. That we will love them because God says to love you. And that will trump all things to know that God's word is above all things. Everything else will pass. Everything else will fade away. But the word of God will last. And so it pleases the father. What pleases the father? Well, obedience pleases the father. Jesus did what the father asked him to do. That pleased the father. Jesus says that. I only did what my father asked me to do. That pleases the father. Accepting Jesus Christ, the son of God, as your Lord and Savior, that pleases uh, the father. Confessing Jesus as your Lord and Savior and repenting and living a life of sacrifice and a life that denies yourself and pick up your cross to follow after Christ, that uh, pleases the father. And so we understand that we want to give God glory. Well, I give God glory by obedience, by doing the things that pleases him, by doing the things that brings glory to his name. What better way to bring glory to his name than to follow his son and be obedient to the will of God, to know that God has welcomed you into his family and saying, I will work for that. I will honor that. I will bless that. And I will show my gratitude to God by how I live. Because God's plan is perfect. Remember, I was talking about that tree in the in the morning as a shoveling the snow. I'm going to come down here to worship and seeing a tree that was built 
to have flowers and green to blossom and bloom in the spring and the summertime. But yet in the cold hearts of winter, while it's dormant with no leaves on it, is able to withstand the weight of snow and ice, pushing it bloom and bowing its branches lower down to the ground. But yet it still is standing because the plan was not only for this tree to be able to bloom flowers and to have leaves in summer and springtime, but yet is also able to endure and to grow stronger in those dormant and winter times. God's plans always has the plans. And we oftentimes do not understand his plans until we're in the midst of his plan and realize like, oh, that's why my my branches are so thick. That's why my bark is so strong so that I can withstand some harsh winters and times so that I can stretch and grow come the spring of time. Look at how God's plan, as Paul's point out in Ephesians first chapter verses nine through ten, it says God has now revealed to us his mysterious will regarding Christ, which is to fulfill his own good plan. And this is the plan at the right time. He will bring everything together under the authority of Christ, everything in heaven and on earth. God's plan for our salvation was before the foundations of the earth and is fulfilled in his perfect time by the son of God dying on the cross for our sins, defeating death by rising from the grave on the third day. And now he's exceeded the right hand of the father in power and the perfect time it will come. And so think about how we celebrate God's perfection in time. We celebrate Christmas because it was the perfect time when the son of God became flesh, the incarnation of God. And we celebrate the time in Easter when he the time was right for him to pay the price and have the redemption of our sins by shedding his blood on the cross. Now we're waiting for the time when we will come back again and we'll see a new heaven and a new earth and we will all be changed. Those who are dead, those who are alive will be changed in the twinkling of an eye, in the blink of an eye to be made like him, to know no more death, but eternal life. God's time is always right. We just have to wait and let God be God as we're working in time. See, God is not restricted by time as we are. And so, therefore, God has worked within time in order for us to find out who he is. In time, we found out that Jesus of Nazareth is the son of God. In time, we found out that the son of God defeated death and rose from the grave with all power in his hand. And in time, all every knee will bow, every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, but in the meantime, we ought to be submitting and surrendering and preaching this great gospel by giving God the glory by how we walk in this fellowship, be united with Christ and the benefits we have through this great spirit. So we are forever. We are forever in unity in time with Christ, the root who has all power, who has all authority. God has given him all power. And all authority. And he's going to establish that a kingdom when he comes back again. But yet Christ was teaching about the kingdom of God while he was here on earth, showing us how we ought to please God, the father and walk in obedience to the kingdom. God knew his perfect plan and it was not lost with him. And he made it known to us. He revealed this mystery to us for us to better understand how to walk in 
right relationship with God. God the Son stepping the time in the flesh was the right time for this plan of redemption. And so God's perfection knew that his plan was going to perfectly come together. That's the beautiful thing about God being right, God being perfect, that every part of his plan works together perfectly. And so when we may not understand it beforehand, but while we're going through, we may come to understanding. But definitely as we go through, we see, man, look at God. God brings us and drives us. And so I'm going to encourage you, as we're going through this new year, it's going to be better with Christ. We can give glory to God for this year of 2020 by walking in a right relationship with God, knowing that he's worked out my plan of my salvation before I was even a thought in my mother's womb, before the foundations of this earth. He's prepared a purpose and a plan for me. So how do I fulfill this purpose? You're asking some good questions right here. And that's why we're going to look, talk about this Holy Spirit. Let's look at verses 11, 12 to 14. It says this. Furthermore, because we are united with Christ, we have received an inheritance from God. For he chose us in an advance and he makes everything work out according to his plan. God's purpose was that we Jews who were first to trust in Christ will bring praise to the glory of God. And now you Gentiles have also heard the truth, the good news that God saves you. And when you believed in Christ, he identified you as his own by giving you the Holy Spirit, whom he promised long ago. The spirit is God's guarantee that he will give us the inheritance he promised. And he has purchased it to us to be his own people. He did this so we could praise and glorify him. And so here's the beautiful thing. How can we continuously give glory to God is that God has given us his Holy Spirit. His Holy Spirit speaks to us, teaches us, guides us. It convicts us. It helps us to guide us to know what is right and what is wrong, that we might not surrender to the flesh, but submit and surrender to the spirit. Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane told his disciples, pray so you shall not fall into temptation for the flesh is weak, but the spirit is willing. He told them this principle to pray. So they don't fall into tape. We too must pray and be in connection with God in the Holy Spirit and feed the spirit by reading his word so that we can walk in unity and right relationship with God. This brings God the glory. We are we will remind ourselves when we read this gospel that we were purchased by the precious blood of the lamb, that we belong to him and that he is our God and we are his children. And then we ought to get excited as we read the text. It tells us that we are his children, which means we are also co-heirs to him in the kingdom of heaven. I get excited when I start thinking about my daddy that's given us a connection to his empowerment and, and authority to what he has, that he owns the heavens and the earth. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The silver and gold is God. So what does God have that I don't have? God has given us everything that we need. Now, there are some things that we may want, but yet that's not what we need. God has provided us what we need. Think about it. Everything on this earth will pass away. So what do you need most? You need eternal salvation. What does a man profit? Gain the whole world, but loseth his soul. There's nothing this world can offer us that's worth more than the redemption of our souls through the blood of Jesus Christ. So commit to glorify the Lord 
by accepting Christ as your Lord and Savior. This, this letter, again, is written to those who has confessed, who have joined in this fellowship, the church, united in Christ, knowing Jesus Christ as the Son of God, the Christ, the Messiah, who died on the cross for their sins. And then they have all the benefits, uh, the spiritual benefits that come from God. And they have these spiritual benefits because God has given them the Holy Spirit. And so here's the thing. If you confess Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, God gives you the power of the Holy Spirit to help connect you to him, to have a right relationship with him. We can only worship God in spirit and in truth. The spirit enables us to have a right relationship, a right connection with God. The spirit also helps us to teach us of the word of God. It's that way that we get that enlightenment and that awakening, that understanding by studying and reading of his word. So submit to the will of the Lord in your life. Seek what is good, what is pure, what is lovely. Seek the word of God in your life by feeding your spirit. Focus on changing and evolving and getting healthier habits of studying daily, reading daily, doing the things that are good, not only physically for your body, as many of you begin the year right, or doing more exercise and eating healthy. Also be more spiritual healthy by reading your word more, meditating more, studying more. These things will help you. This attitude will help you change your life and make this year a better year because you're making it with Christ, united with him. Place your faith in God who has the perfect plan uh, for your life and see how you can glorify him in 2021 by united with him. He has a perfect plan. So make sure your plan has God a part of your plan and submit your plan to God and say, Lord, have thine way. Make your plan my plan and God have your way and God in me and surrender to the power of the spirit and let that spirit work in you, through you and for you, for the building and the, and the glory and kingdom of God. Open up and let him in and enjoy 2021 this way. Let us pray. Uh, Father, Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. And Father, Lord, we pray that we come to know you and surrender to you and let you have your way in 2021. That our lives will bring glory to you by our submission to your will, to your word, to your spirit. Father, there's someone, Lord, that today, Lord, receiving this message, Lord, wherever they are, can confess with their mouth and believe in their heart. Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, I thank you that you are stepping into their lives. And Lord, I pray that they will seek a Bible-believing, Bible-preaching, teaching church, disciple them and grow them. And may they continue to grow, whether it be through connecting through this medium or God or another church, that they will grow and be the awesome, magnificent, wonderful men or women of God you've called them to be. And may you receive all the glory and all the honor, Lord, we pray. Amen. As is for Sunday. Uh, we will also prepare to break this bread and drink this cup together. So if you can grab the, your communion, you can join in with us. And on the night of Jesus' betrayal, uh, he sat down with the disciples 
and he looked forward to breaking bread with them. And he took up the bread and he broke it and he blessed it. And he said, this is my body. And he gave it to them and he said, let us eat together. So let us eat together. Likewise, he took up the cup and he blessed the cup and he said, this is my blood. We poured out for remissions of sins. Drink ye all of it. And he passed the cups to the disciples and they drank all of it. Let us drink together. The scripture record, after they left, they collected all things and none be lost and the exodus singing hymns. And likewise, uh, we want to exit this time of worship and ask you to in your own way, sing a hymn and bless God together. And we thank him for this gifts. And so let's thank God. Father, we thank you for the bread. We thank you for the fruit of the vine. We thank you, Lord, for your blood that shed is life for us on the cross. And Father, we thank you for the redemption of sin through the blood, through the Lamb's blood, the Lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. And so, Father, we ask that we might give you glory but all that we say and that we do. In Jesus Christ's name, Lord, we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us one more time. If you enjoyed this time of worship and fellowship, please share this with someone else. Uh, like on Facebook, share on YouTube, like on YouTube as well, and subscribe. Thank you. Until we meet again, God bless you. Jesus loves you, and so do I.